Hello, everybody. Welcome, uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the Mostly Yoga podcast. My guest today is a very special guest. It's me. Um, it is twenty twenty four now, start of the new year, and I wanted to kick off this new year with a a compilation of some of the lessons that I've learned over the past couple of years that I've been on this earth. Uh, I started this podcast back in 2020, and it's been almost four years now of me just sitting here talking to myself in my room, and I've gotten used to it already, you know, (laughs) sort of lah. Um, it's very familiar, very familiar to set up. And uh, I've had the, I've had the honor of speaking to so many interesting people over the past few years that I've done this, and I've gotten the chance to, you know, meet these people through this platform of mine. It's given me the chance to, to to learn from all these guests, close friends. Some have been you know, strangers that have become close friends. And I've also gotten the chance to to get to know you, the listener, as much as you have gotten the chance to get to know me. Some of you have become good friends of mine. Some of you have become even more than that. Um, so I, I'm thankful, thankful for it, grateful for it. And I just wanted to commemorate the 50th episode, which is this episode, 5-0, with, uh, with some of the best lessons that I've picked up over the years, and I figured I want to use this as a way of uh, commemorating it, and just as a way of me uh, reinforcing these ideas for myself also, right? Obviously, there have been a lot of lessons that I've learned. I'm just going to pick a few that, to me, I felt were the most relevant uh, and the most, like, the most strongest ones, the most uh, core values. So expect expect to learn about what it means to be authentic. Uh, Understanding truth and how the truth can sort of set you free, free from your own self. It goes without saying that this year has been one of the most challenging and transformative and amazing and terrible all at the same time kind of year. So thank you to everyone, long-time listeners, first-time tuning in, whatever. (laughs) Um, Thank you for being part of this story. So... Without further ado, let's just let's just this let's just does just let's just do this. See how it goes. Okay, what a Chinese New Year is officially ending tomorrow. Actually, okay, lesson number one. Um, so just to paint paint a picture, I'm sitting in my room, laptop in front of me. I got my notes app open, a bunch of stuff that I've researched and wrote written down. Today's episode is a bit more scripted, but like, I got a couple of point forms and then I'll sort of just, I'll, I'll be talking to you, right? I'm just going to wing it, some ad-lib, some stuff. 
But essentially, I'm just talking to you right now. You're my guest. <laughs> okay, lesson number one. Be yourself. Be as authentic and unapologetically you. Not because it will make people like you more. It won't. But because only by being yourself, you will find people who will like you for who you really are rather than someone you're pretending to be. So, uh, if you've never shown your true self to the people around you, you will inevitably feel disconnected from them. And then while the people who would have fallen in love with you, with the true you, you would have just let them pass you by. Because they never got the chance to see who you really are because you're hiding behind a facade, right? And the thing with being inauthentic, right, is that people people can sense it. People know these things. And people don't like it. <laughs> You'd be surprised how perceptive, you know, the people around you can be. And we can tell sometimes that we're being deceived. Uh, there's an... Oh, woof, woof. There's an inkling within us, a sense, uh, innate feeling that we get whenever we know someone is not being genuine, right? That that person can't be trusted. And I'm sure you've had that kind of experience before, right? If you are old enough and you have an understanding of the world and if you've, you know, your instincts, if you've honed them well enough over the years, you can tell who you can and can't trust, right? And And I'm not talking about like you know, salespeople or insurance agent that kind where they're trying to sell you something, they're clearly putting on a show, right? They are are trying to, there's an intention behind it, right? So they want to present the best version of whatever product or whatever it is. So that's different. I'm not talking about like salespeople. Um, And even then, it's not so much what, like, it's not so much whether I trust what you say, it's but whether I trust who you are. And you can't really know someone unless they know themselves, which is a matter of authenticity. Like, who are you? There are times that you kind of have to embellish the truth a little bit, right? I'm not saying... Uh, like, okay, so if you're in an interview, a job interview, and you are... You, you know, you're not going to tell the boss or the, the, the your future employee like, oh, you know, actually I'm quite lazy one. Uh, I'm very unmotivated. I'm just here for the money, right? You're not going to say this kind of shit to your boss. So it's not about being, about lying, right? We all sort of know that's what you're supposed to, like, everybody gets a job is to earn money one. You might not love the job, but that's not what you tell the person. So it's not the words. It's never about the words that you use. It's about the person. The whole point of the interview isn't, it doesn't just serve as a way for you to evaluate whether this person is qualified for the job, right? You, if you really, if that's the true um, point of the interview, then just look at the qualifications on paper. Can I really want just hire really ma? So the point of the interview, and I guess people forget what it's the intention of it is, is to know whether you can trust this person, right? Whether this person is real, authentic. And think about it, when you, whenever you meet someone, they are looking at you 
to see how you look at yourself. Think about this for a bit. You meet someone new, you, you some friend's friend or just someone at work or just someone new that you don't know. They are looking at you to see how you look at you. They are asking you, tell me how I should see you. Tell me how I should treat you. You don't go into the world to ask who you are. You go into the world to reveal who you are. And in order to reveal yourself, you have to know yourself or you have to know who you are. And that's why if you are very strong in your own identity, people will see it because they can tell, they can sense your authenticity, and they can trust it. And it doesn't matter whether they like you or not, but they at least they know who you are is real. And of course, it takes time to find who you are, and you are ever-changing, as you should be. People evolve. And the journey to finding yourself and knowing who you are is a tough one, it's a long one. But ultimately, it is a real one. It is a, it's a real journey to, to embark on. Alex Homozi said this, I don't want to have a hundred faces, I just want one. And that means some people will like me, and some people will hate me. But at least they will actually like or hate me. Not a version of me or a facade of me. It's the real me. And there is something unique about that because at least that is true. I like that. I like that quote. So, um, I, I, I value that a lot. I try my best to be as authentic as I can and I feel like the close the, the more I know who I am, the more I don't like allow um, like if I know who I am and I know what I want and I, what I don't want, I, I I don't allow other people to treat me in a way that I don't like. you know what I mean? Because I know who I am and I, I, I'm very sure of myself and I know who I want to be around with and I hope know who I don't want to be around with also. Maybe that comes with age. I, I, I feel like when I was younger, I was still, you know, relatively uh, people pleaser, trying to be accommodating. But because I didn't know who I was, what, right? And I think everybody is sort of going through that on some level. <clears throat> so as much as the this first lesson is one of being authentic, I think the deeper lesson here is in honoring truth, which is which which brings us to lesson number two. Stop lying to yourself. Stop saying things you believe to be untrue. Stop doing things that you know to be wrong. And just start with that. And you'll get closer and closer to the truth. And the advantage to the truth is that you have the world on your side. Because if you are lying about things, you're opposing reality. And who are you to oppose reality? I like the way that this, this, this quote was phrased because <laughs> there is a bit of a morality to it also. And so, okay, if we're talking about truth, right? Truth is in everything. Truth is everything, right? Our reality is based on truth. If for every lie in a relationship, let's say we're talking about relationships, for every lie in a relationship, once it's revealed, and the truth is always revealed, right? Trust is broken. 
trust is broken because I don't know who you are anymore. Right? You've lied to me. And one of the essential things about being in a relationship is that I have to know who you are. I have to know that I can trust what you say. I have to trust you to do what you're going to do. And when that is broken, it becomes very, very difficult for people to restore it. And you can understand this, right? This is an easy concept to understand. right? Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to people. Be honest. But what, what most people don't understand about this is that we are in a relationship with ourselves. And when we tell ourselves that, okay, uh, tomorrow I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start waking up early. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to whatever, do this, do that. We tell ourselves all these things only to break these promises to yourselves the very next day. You start to not even trust yourself anymore. In the book Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky, he says in one of the early chapters, Above all, don't lie to yourself. The man who lies to himself and listens to his own lie comes to a point that he cannot distinguish the truth within him or around him, and so loses all respect for himself and for others, and having no respect, he ceases to love. Tying this back to lesson number one of authenticity, by knowing yourself and by having your own boundaries to know how you want and don't want to be treated, that's a sense of that's a that's a way of maintaining self-respect, right? And to have self-respect, you need to stop lying to yourself, so that you can trust yourself, which again brings us back to truth. So as much as authenticity and being authentic is internally driven. You don't, you don't do something like Okay If we're talking about like what is, like what's honest, right? You don't do something that you don't particularly You, you don't do something that you don't, you're not interested in Fair enough to say, right? If let's say I'm not really interested in soccer or, or sports Then I don't do it, right? It's not something I, I enjoy my, I'm not passionate about it but if I feel that being interested in this thing makes me look cool and I do it just for the, the status or for people to like me, then that's under false pretenses, what, right? I'm living a lie. I'm not being authentic. And if you do something that you're passionate about, then that's, what's, that's what makes it cool. Like I genuinely like this thing, even though nobody likes it. But if I like it, People sense it. They can sense my genuine curiosity for it. They can sense my genuine happiness when I am doing the thing, like whether it's cooking or baking bread or, uh, you know, fucking taking photographs of insects or something lame. Let's say if it's something so boring that like, wow, this is damn lame. Why you collect uh, Pokemon cards? But if I genuinely, if I genuinely enjoy collecting Pokemon or whatever, and people sense that then that's what makes it cool. Not that the thing itself is cool, but it's just my genuine enjoyment of the thing that makes it cool. And when you are around people who genuinely enjoy something, and you don't, right? Your your lie will be so easily revealed, you know? Which is again, you know, don't lie to yourself. 
be authentic and similar to similar with regards to being honest and true to your words and to yourself what you say to yourself and how you hold yourself accountable matters as well uh, oh I'm, <laughs> I hope I'm making sense so far let me take a sip <clears throat> anyway let's move on to lesson number three Lesson number three. Act in accordance to what is true. So as I get older and I get more experience with and I have an understanding of the world and I, I get to know myself a little bit better. I know um I know myself a little bit better and I and I know who I want to become. And I'm conscious or rather I make conscious a conscious effort to live in accordance to what that truth is. Because I want to live in the real world, right? I don't want to live in the fantasy world in my mind. But I mean, I won't get into the, semant- I won't get into the semantics of it, right? Like who, when I say real world, I mean it in a very abstract way because nothing is real essentially, right? Um, physical world, the physical world that we live in might seem real, but it might not sometimes because we are only limited to what we can perceive and sometimes the the world <laughs> my neighbor is kid is having a episode and sometimes so physical world might not be real and sometimes the mind the 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 world in our mind might is definitely not real but sometimes it feels real so everything is perspective and the world exists as how we see it to be. The point that I'm trying to make is uh, the point I'm trying to make is this. It's very easy to see the world as you want to see it. Uh, but it takes boldness to try and see it as it is. So let me give you an example. When uh, I've used this example a few times in my previous episodes when I'm talking to people. <sighs> so, like, say when someone bumps into you, okay, bumps into you on the street, very easy uh, thing to relate to. You can perceive this in a number of ways. Someone bumps into you, you can have a negative reaction to it. You can frame this incident in a negative way. Oh, this guy is, you know, he's trying to cause trouble. He's... He's, you know, he's stupid lah. He don't know. He's not walking, watching where he's going lah. He's drunk lah. Or, uh, you know, he purposely see your face and he don't like you, so he want to do this to you. You know, all the, he's an evil person. The world's a terrible place. Boohoo. Alternatively, you can also frame it in a positive way, where, or rather, in a way that is a bit more compassionate. So maybe same same scenario, same thing bumps into you, and then you're like, oh no, that guy's in a hurry. Is something wrong? Maybe he need to rush home because his fucking cat's dying or whatever, his goldfish is on fire, whatever thing, right? And then you're like, oh, oh poor thing, okay, never mind. Uh, he, he didn't see me. Uh, I hope he's okay. And you frame it in that way. Of these two ways, right, when you think about it, of course, being a bit more open and being more compassionate by framing it in a positive way, it, it, it doesn't leave a heavy feeling in your heart. And obviously, people want to shoot frame things that the bad things that happen to you in that positive light because um, 
you know, you don't want to hold on to that negative energy. But what's what's really happening here, right? Both these ways of thinking is are valid, depending on your own inner view of the world and your outlook on life and your ego and blah blah blah. But what is really what is the truth? And we don't know, right? We will never nobody knows. We will never know why that guy bumped into you. Maybe it is he's gotta rush home and take care of his sick grandma or he's just an asshole, he really think your face look like shit, he wanna bang you. But we will never know unless you go and stop him and like, hey, why but you know, not everything that not everything bad that happens to you, you're gonna get to stop and go and evaluate, right? You just have to adapt. But the point being is that these two framings, right? These both these narratives, they are created. It's a narrative created in your own mind to justify what happened to you, either to protect your ego or to give some meaning to you to something that has something bad that happened to you. And since we will never know, we we have like a Schrodinger's cat situation, right? It is both it is both it is both like is and isn't. But here's the thing, right? The fact that it is created means that it is not real, it's artificial. You've constructed all these scenarios, but nothing actually none of it is actually what's happening. Do you do you grasp this, this concept a bit? Okay, let me give you another example. Say uh Okay, when 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 I ask you, okay, hey you know, Tony uh, what are you gonna do when you retire? Well, what's what's life like? You know, what's your dream vacation or whatever? And then Tony replies like, "Oh, you know, I would love to spend my days on lying on the beach and enjoying a, a margarita and just like you know watching the sunset and like uh, just chilling and and just enjoying the sun. You know that that sounds like a like a great way to spend your retirement, right? So of course, no, can't argue with that." Um, but so in your mind on paper that sounds like a great way to spend your retirement wow you you don't need to work really just enjoy the beach all day now let's think about this for a bit right this this dream let's break it down first of all have you been to the beach let me (laughs) okay we've all been to the beach the beach is gross the beach is hot the beach is uncomfortable you're sweating Sand is in your feet, in your butt, you know, in between your toes. It's it's itchy, it's noisy, you know, uh, kids are screaming around, maybe you step on something sharp, you cut your foot, you step on some like dog shit or whatever. Um, and, and imagine, okay, you're going to spend your, your days just drinking, drinking by the beach. How, how long are you going to do this for? Are you going to drink all day? Are you, are you just going to get drunk? How many margaritas are you going to drink? You're doing this for your retirement? How? So every day is just go to the beach and drink? What kind of life is this, right? So when you actually think about it, uh, this dream sounds terrible, you know? It sounds great on paper, but in reality, in the real world, it's vastly different from the one in your mind. And that's the thing with with reality, right? Most things in real life suck. Life has a way of making your dreams into your nightmares, right? More money, more problems. You've heard this before. People that win the lottery, their life, you think it's a lot of money really, but then 
they fucking go crazy. You buy a nice car, you have to worry about parking, you have to worry about maintenance, you have to worry about like, you know, whether it's going to get stolen. There's more stress that comes with these things. So this is the same with the people that you meet also, right? If you um, say you meet a girl, hang out a couple of times, you guys text, things are going well. And then one day, uh, she suddenly doesn't reply you, right? No word, just gone. Like, maybe she posts on IG, but, you know, she never reply you. So you know she's alive, right? She's not like, oh. And and you know what I'm talking about, lah, right? Like everybody can relate to this kind of thing, whether it's a guy or a girl. You can frame this in a couple of ways. You can frame it like, oh, okay, maybe she is just busy. She's been stuck in that Zoom meeting for like the past two weeks. That's why she hasn't replied you. Uh, you can frame it in a negative way or so. Like, oh, fuck, like maybe she is uh, seeing someone else. Oh, no, blah, blah. And you start to spiral because you're so anxious. But neither of those, those things are both true and untrue, right? Because if you live in accordance to what is true, what is based on your reality, right? You just see the thing for what it is. Don't think so much. Don't create any narratives. If, and let's break this down also. If someone likes you, they will text you. It doesn't matter how busy they are. They will find the time to reply. Let's face it, right? You know this. Everyone knows this. Everyone has their phones next to them. When will, when will you ever not reply someone one? And it's because maybe they are just not interested or you had a, a different idea of how you thought the date went. And that's the truth. It is, it's the hard truth. And sometimes people don't want to admit that to themselves because it's too painful. What? Because to admit that, like, say this person doesn't like you means that you aren't worthy or something. And the truth is painful. Truth is hard. That's why some people rather live that lie. But once you see the truth, you can't unsee the truth. You have to continue. You either continue living the lie, which you know to be false, then you are delusional, or you have to act in accordance to what that truth is. You live in that, you live according to what you see to be true, and you act upon it. If someone don't reply you, then fuck, then that's it really, right? You gotta let that go. And it's hard. The truth is uncomfortable. The truth hurts, like I said. And not everybody is able to handle that. But you have to. It's difficult. It's painful, yes. But it's something as an adult that you kind of need to learn how to do. I rather, and which goes back to authenticity, right? You there are certain things about yourself or there are certain things that you know to not be true within you, then you can't pretend one, right? I guess you can see how all of this is connected. So let me recap for a bit. So lesson number one is to be authentic. Lesson number two is to stop lying to yourself in order to be authentic and in order to live it in accordance to your to the truth, which is lesson number three. But then with 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 um we've established that the truth is uncomfortable, the truth is painful. Then how, right? Which brings us to lesson number four. Life is painful. <laughs> Everything hurts, right? The moment you are born, you come out of your mother's womb, you're crying. And it's, it is a sign, right? It shows you that pain is a big part of life, inevitable. 
the, the noble truths of Buddhism, suffering. So it reminds us that even though dealing with pain is tough, it can help us become stronger and more resilient. That in the end, it shapes your it shapes our journey through life. And learning from our trials and our oops, learning from our trials and tribulations, these kind of things can be transformative, you know. Steps that we take in our life's journey to know who we are, lesson number one, right? I have a very unique relationship with my pain. As with all of us, right? We all do. And I feel that like the the hand that life dealt me wasn't a particularly easy path. But I don't complain about it. At least I try not to complain about it because compared to say other people in like war-torn countries or people who like have no hands, no legs, I'm very lucky in hindsight. So yeah, I have some, you know, everybody everybody got their own shit to deal with. Um and when I was younger I used to hate I used to hate pain, la. like, well, I mean, nobody wants to feel pain. What? I always run away from my pain. I could never deal with it. But I forgot the most, like, pain is an incredible teacher. It, it, the importance of what a great teacher pain can be, uh, like, wow, it's undeniable. You rarely forget your suffering. And, okay, if I ask you, right, if I ask you to think of, like, say, tell me the most, tell me the happiest moment to you in your life, right? Okay, just take some time, think about it. What is the happiest moment in your life? Maybe you need some time to think about it. Oh, was it the skiing trip in, you know, the Japan? Was it my trip to Disneyland? Was it my the birth of my first kid? Maybe it was when I won the lottery. Skim through the memories of the past, and then you just, you know, you pick out which one is the happiest moment, let's say. Now, if I ask you instead, what is the most painful thing that you've ever experienced? Already, already you know. You know what this thing is already. Don't need to think so much, man. It's so deeply ingrained within you. The emotions that come with it when you felt it at that time, or whether it's a physical pain that you remember like, ooh, can't forget one. Already you know. And that's the power of pain. It's such a great teacher. So there is there is like there's a there's good that comes from pain, right? It teaches you how to be better. It teaches you to learn from your lessons, right? How badly do you need to get hurt before you learn not to touch the fire? And here's the crazy thing also. The worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Right, you don't know what you don't know. So, uh, maybe one day your car broke down and you couldn't attend the Taylor Swift concert. Oh no, that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Boo hoo. And if that is, maybe your life is so good that like, wow, that is really the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And you cry and you cry and you like your your father mother die like that. But here's the thing, man. Like. Things are going to happen to you, you know, whether you like it or not. Unchosen suffering is going to happen in your life. Like I said, your parents are going to die. Your loved ones are going to die. Relationships are going to break. 
your body is going to fail you one day, you're going to become sick, you're gonna, you, you know, things are going to happen to you that you have no control over. And the only way that you can prepare yourself for unchosen suffering is with chosen suffering. There is... Because there is nothing more real than pain. And as I live in lesson number three, right? As, an, as I choose to live in accordance to the truth, I'm constantly moving towards truth and I will inevitably suffer as well if I, if in, in order to find my true self, lesson number one. So you have to elect to put yourself into positions to become stronger. You have to purposefully choose to do difficult things so that your armor so that you armor yourself against that situation and you build resistance towards bad things and it's still going to it's still gonna be painful it's still gonna suck but think of how much more fragile you would be if you hadn't overcome all this stuff every single person that I know that is incredibly successful in a balanced way and that has a good perspective on life and and you know he's a, he's a integrated person every single person that i know who's like this has chosen to do very hard things regularly whatever your suffering is the major lesson is this the biggest lesson the ultimate lesson of what pain is as much as we want to give our pain meaning, I don't want to suffer for no reason. So, let me, how do I explain? Okay, when we feel pain, right, we want to give that pain meaning. Otherwise, you are suffering for no reason. And nobody wants to suffer for no reason. You don't want to just, you don't want to be tortured, right? But if what you are going through has a, has a deeper purpose, like I'm doing this, I'm going through this for something. Once you have meaning for that pain, then there is a cause, there is a reason to suffer, right? There is a reason to sacrifice. All the meaning that you need to get through the hard times in your life is going to be a consequence of adopting responsibility. The meaning that keeps us sustained through the storms of life is this, okay? You take care of yourself. Take care of your partner. You take care of your family. You, you don't run away. You take care of your community. You take you 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 use the wisdom from the past, all the things that you learned, all the teachings that pain has taught you, and you face your fears. You you stand up straight and you and you be courageous despite the fact that life is tragic and you find meaning and you take responsibility because taking responsibility can give us strength during these tough times when we own up to our choices and our actions we discover a sense of purpose that helps us stay strong and it takes bravery to face the challenges and the negative parts of life one right otherwise you're just hiding from everything that hurts and you and you always stay in your comfort zone because the world is too scary and you never grow but by doing, by putting yourself through hardship, we can navigate through difficult situations with a bit more resilience. And instead of giving in to that negativity, 
of pain, we we can make a positive difference. And that's the the journey to self-discovery one, right? Being accountable empowers us to find meaning and overcome life's obstacles. So take responsibility for your choices. This is the burden that you have to bear. Do what needs to be done. Find the strength to navigate these challenges and and and, and do so with resilience and purpose. And again, on a on 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 a final note for pain, right? And this is uh, something that I learned, I read a long time ago. Wait, let me. If you sat around, if everybody sat around the table and they had the option to put all their pain on that table to showcase it, and everybody around the table got to see each other's pain, right? At the end of the day, you will take your own pain back because you got to see how shitty everyone's life is. Some people have it worse than you. If you compare it all, sometimes you are the lucky one at the table. And of course, you have a relationship with your pain or you have an attachment to it. Um, uh, maybe my, my, my father is, uh, you know, I have a shitty father. But hey, that's still my father. That's still my pain to bear. And I, I, I bear it with, with, you know, I'm proud of it like, in a sense. Like, this is my pain, ma. It's my lesson to learn. Rather than I take on someone else's lesson, which is like, oh, he has to deal with like his whatever addiction uh, or this guy is like going to jail or what, like whatever sufferings that you are dealing with. Uh, at the end of the day, you will take your own pain back. So then, if that's the case, why would you push it away? And we've established that like pain teaches you. It's a great teacher. And if you want to learn all the lessons that you need to learn in life to keep you strong, which helps you to be who you really are, lesson number one, then why would you push it away? You you should embrace your pain one. Uh, <laughs> Heavier, but interesting. I'm glad, I'm glad you're still here if you are. Um, pain is pain is quite dark. It's a dark energy. But how do we deal with it? You know, how do we deal with the negativity in our lives? And this brings us to lesson number five. <laughs> Acknowledge the shadow. I spoke about this at length during uh, my podcast with Jackson from uh, episode, uh, which episode was this? Let me take a quick little look. Episode number 46. Yes. Oops. Um, if you have the time, uh, I highly recommend to for you to go and listen to it. It's one of the best episodes I've done. Uh, but the gist of what we talked about was this. Um, everyone has a shadow. You can't run away from it, right? Everyone has a... Has... As much as, as much as you value the light within you, you must also acknowledge the darkness within you. No tree can grow to the heavens unless it has roots that reach down to hell. And that is the balance between light and dark. And sometimes we need 
sometimes we need that in our lives, you know. The spiritual path isn't always about being nice. It's about living authentically and in accordance to truth. And even more deeply, in accordance to divine guidance. And we have to have the courage to break the rules sometimes. To follow your inner truth and to live a life that is authentically you. Just because society or other people have like their ideas of how you ought to behave, you can listen to them, you can, you can take note of it, uh, but deeply in the last moments you have to feel within yourself what, you, what your own destiny is, what you're being guided to do, what your karma demands of you. Truth always has more power, more than any other way of being. And, and that must be our standard. But you can't live in accordance to your truth when you're being nice. When you are abiding by someone else's rules. You see where I'm going with this? The moral of this, this, this lesson is this. A harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a dangerous man who has that under voluntary control. That's by Jordan Peterson. You should become a monster. You should become ruthlessly ambitious and, and learn how to control it. And it's like that old expression, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Because it doesn't mean that you can't be kind if you're strong, but it means that you can't be strong if you're weak. And there are certain times in life that you need to be ruthless, ruthless to others who cross your boundaries or even ruthless to yourself when you don't do what you say that you're going to do. And ultimately, it is in the name of love, isn't it? Because you would only set high standards for the people that you care about. And it, would, and it wouldn't matter, like say, if a stranger pisses you off or if a stranger is like being lazy and not like, you know, just being a, just fucking off, right? You wouldn't care. But if your wife is doing that, your girlfriend, your, your boyfriend, your son, your mother is just, is just being like, they're, they're not living up to their full potential. Yeah, I'll, I'll be upset, you know, and I'll be, and I'll be upset and I'll have to like shout at you. Hey, fucking stop this shit. And by being angry or by being honest, that is out of love because I want the best for, for you. Stop, stop fucking eating McDonald's every day. Go to the gym. Fucking get your shit together. People think that love is about like, oh, you know, I let you do what you want to do. No. And this is something that I've learned also. Like, love is strict. Love is hard, eh? Love is not an emotion of, you know, oh, I, I'll do everything that you say uh, and, and just enjoy yourself. Love is not nice. <laughs> it's the complete opposite. It's saying, no, you have to do this. We're harder on the people we love because we expect more from them in terms of how they act, how they speak to you, how they interact with the world and how they interact with you. The more that I love, the more I expect from you. I feel like that's the true meaning of love. And and I love myself, ma, fuck. So then, why would I let anyone treat me in any other way that I wouldn't want to be treated? And of course, I need to treat myself 
I need to treat myself well, but also I need to be ruthless with myself eh, sometimes. If I'm tired, but like, hey, gotta go to the gym, gotta get this work done, then stop complaining, right? I need to tell myself, fuck, if you love yourself, you want you want to achieve this, fucking, fucking go and do it, lah, right? <sighs> all of this, all of this, all, all these, all, all these lessons, what is this for? <sighs> What is all this for, right? Everything that I've just said. How do I integrate all this? And the purpose of... The purpose of human experience is to learn who you are, I feel. To ask yourself, as you navigate the world, what is all this about? What what can I learn from all this? Why have I... Why have I perceived this as I have and why do I react to it as I do? Everything in this world Everything in this world is an experience, a learning experience, a lesson. Every experience an opportunity to learn who you are. Ultimately, right? Lesson number one. So then what is the task? If all these lessons are teaching me something, then what is what am I preparing for? What do, why do I learn all this for? What am I why do I choose to be a good person? What's this for? I learned all this to recognize that at every given moment of life you that every given moment of life you have not only the right or the authority but also the responsibility to perceive where there is fear and where there is love and to choose love. <clears throat> and until we can truly know ourselves, we cannot truly know another. Until we can truly love ourselves, we cannot truly love another. And we have a lot of work to do, huh? Uh, during one of uh, during one of the seminars uh, by Jordan Peterson, someone asked him this. They asked him, or rather, they said, "The depth of my consciousness causes me to suffer. Is it a blessing or a curse to to feel everything so deeply?" So his response to this question was this, which is is, is nice, uh, very poetic. Take more of the thing that poisons you until it becomes a tonic that gurgles the world around you. The only way out is through. And I like this because, again, uh, in previous episodes, I mentioned this quote by on fear about how the only way to overcome your fear is not around it or, or underneath it, it's through. You have to go through everything. to You have to face your fears, right? Everything that you, everything that you need to overcome, you have to go through it. And so, so to respond to that guy, that the, the question that he was asked, he said, "Take everything, take more of it, in fact, and just go through it. The only the only way out is through." 
And the only good way through is together. Even when circumstances separate us. Uh, so, yeah, man, can't do this alone, right? Um, so these are my five. Is it five? One, three, four, yeah, five. These are my five sort of core lessons that I've learned in life. And I'll move on to a set of, we'll call it, I, I'm, I was trying to decide what to call it. Uh, I would say, I wouldn't say it's either between life hacks or tips, but I guess tips feel a bit too casual. I'll call it hacks, but also it's not really a hack, but I'll just call it hack because I can't think of what it, what else to call it. So I have a couple of lessons and a couple of life hacks for you. And this is her life hack number one. Uh, again, through my own experience, right? These are the things I've learned. I felt I have benefited in my life. So I'm sharing them with you through, through this space. Hack number one. Find an entourage. And, and I feel that like this is especially important if you're a guy. To find a group of guys and establish some kind of connection with them. And this is, this is different from like, say, uh, like, oh, I'm not, okay, I'm not going to say like, go make some friends. That's not what, what I'm trying to say. Of course, go make some friends. But I'm saying like, find yourself a brotherhood, find yourself a band of brothers, a gang, you know, of your ride and die. And you want to, okay, if you want to know about yourself, right? It's going to be hard to do that in isolation because you can only learn more about yourself from others, in a sense. I know who I am because I know who everyone is. And it helps to, right, the, the five the five people you hang out with is oftentimes who you are. And it helps that to have people around you who can sort of make you feel safe and encourage you and support you through difficult times. Maybe even mentor you, right? Um, people that can help, face, help you face your fears, people that... That, and and I think this one is an important one I learned recently. So it's to help you release your shame, and this is a thing I learned on on our podcast. That okay, let me let me elaborate why. I mean, so here's why it's a bit. Here's why it's important to have guy friends. Ah, so okay, let me. Let me share a little secret with you, uh, in case you guys haven't already known. But men are men are fucking like pigs there sometimes, and there are things that I've done also. <laughs> oh my god, that I feel fucking disgusted with myself when I think about it. Like, and and you can never underestimate how like childish men can be sometimes, right? We are we are damn stupid, and we do a lot of stupid shit. And sometimes it's embarrassing, degrading shit. Or sometimes it can be quite dark. Like, maybe you drunk lah, okay? And then you fucking shit yourself, shit your pants. That's an embarrassing story. Ha ha ha, it's all in good fun, but it's like, fuck lah, you know? Like, this is the kind of thing you can tell to your guy friends. That's what the boys are for, right? But you don't go and tell this kind of shit to your girlfriend, right? She's gonna like, what the fuck, can you not be an idiot? And, and like, guys... Guys have a way of like not judging you in a sense. They'll laugh at you, they'll make fun of you, but like 
it's like a way of like grounding your shame because when you do this kind of like in life I'm sure people are gonna end up doing like shameful things that you're not proud of and if you can't really um let go of it right I feel like conversations and talking to people it helps to ground you and helps to let help helps to let things go a bit so by talking to someone and specifically in this case your 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 bros right you tell them some fucking like oh I slept with this girl the damn ugly or, or and it could be even something darker it could be like maybe like oh I don't think I love my wife anymore what do I do you can't share this kind of shit with your mother or your 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 wife ma. you need to talk to to someone and you need to talk to the boys because you trust these guys to hold space for you so that's you know find find a find a group of guys uh, an entourage but here's the caveat okay how do you know that how do you know if it's the right men's group for you which is subjective because say like my my gang is might not be suitable for you and your gang might not be suitable for me but I can give you one way, one good way to tell, or rather two ways, or actually, actually one. Uh, okay, there, okay. I'll, there's a few. Okay, there's one way to to think about this. Is that first of all, find them in places that you want to grow in. So, if let's say, uh, say say for me, I'm most like. The, the, the guys at the gym I go to the gym because I want to better myself I want to improve myself physically I want to be healthy so I do I go to that place because I want to grow and the people that are there are all on the same page with me they all want to grow they all want to be better they're all there we're all, all we're all on our own journey but we're here we're all working together to build something together and because we're all on moving towards the same direction the guys that I meet there you know they will they will take care of me in that sense and that's how you find a group of guys that you find them in the places that you want to grow that's number one and number two which is also similar to number one because it's same same uh, I explain it is to find people that have actually done the work you don't find some guy like a big brother that has never gone through if like if, if I want to be healthy and I want to I want to, uh, you know, get my get my shit in order. I don't find someone whose life is in shambles, what, to be my bro. Even though I see him at the gym, lah. Let's say, I find some. I find someone like you. Don't ask the fat guy. Hey, how do you? Am I doing my workout properly? You ask the f- strongest guy there, lah. Right? It's standard, what. So, find find these guys at the places that you want to grow in, and find find the people that's actually done it. Like, if you want to know, if you want to 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 learn about hey, how do I how do I talk to girls uh? you find a guy that's 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 got all the girlfriends you find the you want to know how to to get fit find the strongest guy you want to know how to 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 get your finances in order find the guy that's like the richest guy and, and learn from him what and this applies to any in industry or like group or community you want the, what is the gym or like you know your your investment, you know, your finance people or your cooking people or your whatever. Just find them in these places. And and uh like <laughs> I wish I I wish I had learned this lesson like like sooner, you know, like 
I've never had guy friends in my whole. Like I was when I was young. When I was young, I never really had a lot of guy friends. I wasn't close to my dad. I didn't really like guys. I hung out with girls mostly, and then I, I somehow I become yoga teacher. So I just hang around girls all the time, and like the moment I sort of stepped away from that yoga space, and I went to the gym, and I went to jujitsu, and all that kind of thing, where there were more guys around, I f- I just felt more like more grounded. Lay, I don't know why, and I'm it's not taking the piss with women or anything, but I just felt like guys and girls are a little bit more different, and you should, and you know they serve a different purpose. I have my female friends that I can share things on a deeper level, and then I have, I have my guy friends that I can fucking do stupid shit with, but also they take care of me and I can learn from them. And I n- never had that balance. I never had that contrast before. So like, like I just I wish I found that sooner. I wish someone t- fucking told me, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, whatever, whatever it's that, whatever lah, you know, just find find a. A group to be a part of of strong, integrated men, uh, to help you out in life, you know. Which brings us to hack number two. Go to the gym. Going to the gym, isn't just about keeping fit or staying healthy. Yes, you will be fit and you will be healthy, but the act of showing up every day, day to day, to work on yourself and to build. It builds so much more than just physical strength. Mike Thurston said this: "I don't understand why all men don't want to try and improve their physique and the way that they look. So much of what I've achieved has come from my physique, and it's crazy how many doors have opened for me. But at the same time, also the confidence that it gives me. If you are unhappy about your life, or if there's something not going right," The easiest thing that you can do is to at least try to sort out your physical appearance, and usually, once you sort that out, good things start to to happen after. And it's really as simple as that. You you don't need to do much, eh? you know. Push pull legs three times a week. Do that for a year, your life will change. Really, it's as simple as that. It is the purest. Most beautiful reason that like guys go to the gym is just I want to be more confident. I want to be more attracted to women, and I want to feel like a man. That's so simple, right? As guys, innately, this is this is kind of what we want. Some people think like, oh fuck, you know, uh, if I need to, if I want to be like fit, I need to go fucking every day, seven days a week, eat chicken breasts, and like you know. But in reality, it's. It's just the cons the consistent effort every single day, just showing up and doing what you're what you're supposed to do, and you inevitably develop certain traits that come along with it. Just by showing up every every day, right? You you develop discipline, mental strength, tenacity, grit, willpower, strength, both physical and mental. Let me read you a, a quote by the great Joe Rogan. One of the great things about being physically challenged is that it's also mental. People think that physical challenges are just physical; it's just grunt work, but it's not. It's emotional intelligence. It's understanding your desire to quit and conquer your inner bitch. All that stuff is mental. 
it's playing inside your head. And there is a mental strength that you acquire from, from that, that you can apply to your intellectual pursuits. Push pull legs three times a week, drink water, eat protein, easy, done. Your life will change, trust. Lesson number three, or hack number three, life hack. And this is a personal experience. Again, I guess they're all personal experience that what am I talking about. Uh, hack number three is to listen to podcasts. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to them almost exclusively when I'm on the train, when I'm like, you know, fucking doing the dishes. Uh, even sometimes when I'm at the gym, but I think now... Depends, uh, depends on the mood. Like sometimes I listen to like rage music, which I need to like push myself. But if I'm having like a light day, I listen to podcasts almost all the time, everywhere I go. And this is where I get most of my information from, all my knowledge from, right? And to be able to nurture your mind while you're doing mundane tasks, like taking a walk, you know, doing your dishes, you're learning new things every day, right? You're learning new things every day. It's convenient to, to listen to. Uh, uh, like, okay, so okay, let me let me give you some of the benefits of listening to podcasts. Not only are you like introduced to so many interesting people, right? Like, uh, like like how you are you're you're getting introduced to me, right? Hey, hello, welcome to the Motivate Podcast, right? Maybe your friend sent this to you, or maybe you just stumbled onto this. Hello. <laughs> You got to meet me now, right? Maybe you. This is the first. Maybe this is the first episode you've ever listened to, and now like, you're gonna listen to a lot of stuff. Of you've you've had you've managed to take away something from this. You can meet new people. You have incredible insights into things because ma- most of these podcasts feature the experts in the field themselves, and they are the ones learning directly. You're like you are the one learning directly from the source. Like if you want to learn about like uh whatever fucking uh life or whatever and you talking to that guy the guru himself no other that's the guy that wrote the book like you don't even need to read the book just listen to the podcast you learn so much it's an easy medium to digest everybody has a phone you can listen to it which is easier than reading it's fun it's convenient you can again you can listen to it on the go when you're out for a run when you're in bed on the train it's free you don't need to pay money. Even books also you need to buy. And, man, I mean, the amount of things that, that you can learn and listen to, every niche is out there from, like, you know, from, like, murder mystery, comedy, history, psychology, yoga, right? Fucking yoga. Um, anything that you ever want to learn about, there's a podcast for that. And even me creating this podcast which has allowed me to ta- talk to all these interesting people, I, I get to even learn from the people that I, in the real world, want to learn from. And they would normally not want to talk to me, but it's because I have this, it gives me an excuse to chat with them. What? You know? So not only do I recommend everybody to listen, I also recommend that you start your own one. And if you need any tips, just message me. I'm gladly help, happy to share my process. And it's surprisingly... Not that difficult to start. So I guess there's two lessons in one, right? Two hacks in one. Listen to podcasts and eventually maybe start your own. Uh, 
actually okay and and the fourth hack is also this which is similar to the what i just mentioned not only having not only actually starting your own podcast but to have your own fake mini podcast what do i what do i mean by this okay so um yeah think about it right when was the last time that you were fully present in a conversation with your friends or someone where there were no phones, no distractions, you're not at a coffee shop, you're not watching the world go by. You're just you and me sitting down in a room, no phones, nothing to distract you. You're just fully present with another human being and you just talk. By having your own fake podcast, it's like, say you and your friend, you and your partner, you and your mother, whatever, take some time out of your day put your phones away, put it on Do Not Disturb, and just sit down and just talk as though you are recording a podcast. And if you need to, maybe put, maybe actually record a fake one, put your phone there and just press record to just be a bit more accountable. And just talk and just share and learn and just be present. Or, you know, and having this little fake podcast of yours that no one is listening to because you're not actually creating a podcast but you're mimicking one i feel like that's so that's a great way to connect i i having done like 40 49 episodes so far i've never felt like a better way to connect with someone than to just sit down and talk and not just talk like at a copy damn it like talk like there's nothing else but in the world but you and me oh i love it so much i'm I will, <laughs> I will keep doing this for as long as I can. Eh? You know, I love doing. I love making this podcast. Eh? I don't. And like I said, I don't earn any money from it. This is a hobby, but it's so fun. I really, I highly recommend it. <sighs> anyway, um, this is it, lor. This is uh, that's. I'm I'm done. I'm at the end of my list done with my lessons and my hacks already took me a really long time to get this out i mean i i meant to do this at the start of the year like january then pop it out but then like oh, it's already like <laughs> end of february coming to march took me two months to like compile all this shit and really like because you know sometimes when you have an idea but like to really write it down on pen and paper and to really digest it and to then be able to share it in a concise way it takes a little bit longer, lah, right? But I'm glad I did it, and I'm ho- I hope that uh, there's some value that can be taken from this for you. <sighs> a lot of stuff has been said, um, and of course, some of them is not my words, lah, right? I'm taking quotes and stuff like that. And I'm reading what people say, and I'm just adapting to it. They're not my words. All the I'll credit everybody in the description below of where you can find all these gurus or whatever people that like inspire me. Um. Anyway, uh, episode fifty. Right, I've started this. Started this a long time ago, four years ago, and I I will continue doing this as long as I can. So thank you for listening as always. 
Thank you for being part of this journey with me. I'm really very grateful to whoever it is that's out there listening. Thank you for being a listener. Um, okay, lor. Have a good. Have a good year. I wish you well. I wish you all the best. Uh, I wish you all the best, lah. To whoever that's out there, manifest what you want, and the universe will give you what you want. One, universe will always give you everything that you want. Nothing is impossible. There are things that I want, or rather, maybe I didn't know what I wanted. That's why the universe giving me things, random things, because I I'm not even asking for it properly. So find yourself. Know what you want. Know what you don't want. Manifest accordingly, and the universe will provide. Uh, I got some updates. So personal updates. Maybe I'll share them. Uh, as time goes by. You hear lah. You hear certain things when I talk to people. You you find out what's happening, but as of now, I guess I'll keep it under. Keep it low profile for now. Okay, time's it. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for. Thanks, ah, uh, thanks, thanks for everything. Okay. Bye, bye.